2: With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving,
1: we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
2: Today's episode is
0: brought to you by Cars.com. And hello and welcome to FinSider Radio. This is MC Money, joined here by Certain the Creepy Soccer Dad and Houts MD. And ladies and gentlemen, after coming to you last week with a jam-packed show detailing all of Miami's moves during free agency thus far, in terms of letting players go who have been with the team for, for a long time and changing the culture in the locker room, it is time for us to switch gears as the NFL heads into the second wave of free agency. Obviously, some big names still out there, most notably Nedomic and Sue, who, as of this recording, is considering the Rams, Titans, and Saints. It looks like the Rams may be the front runner. And I know I had reported uh early on that the Patriots were interested in him. He never did take a visit to the Patriots, but that doesn't mean they weren't interested. He just decided to go in a different direction. For our sake, hopefully he ends up with the Rams or the Saints. Obviously, not with the Titans. But just imagining Sue and Aaron Donald together on that line and Wade Phillips' defense, that is going to be one fun team to watch. (laughs) But we're here tonight to discuss the NFL draft. And ladies and gentlemen, the draft is just over one month away. And the Dolphins, none of us know what they plan to do. They have done a good job and a bad job in free agency in the sense that a good job, they can take the best player available. But a bad job, they can take the best player available. And what I mean by that is, some say they still need a starting caliber defensive tackle. I kind of disagree with that because I think Jordan Phillips will come on to his own now that he's not under Sue's shadow anymore. And Godshaw and Vincent Taylor came along strong last year. And I think they'll only improve. They need a linebacker to be next to Raekwon McMillan and Kiko Alonso. They need a tight end. They need a backup quarterback. They need a running back to pair with Kenyon Drake. I think they're pretty much set at wide receiver, and this is not a strong receiver draft anyways. Defensive end, they appear to be set with the retirement home group there. They have with everyone basically over 30 years old, except Charles Harrison. I think that's about it. And, you know, really the Dolphins can go in any direction, and there's been all this smoke about, drafting a quarterback early, trading up. Now the latest coming up from Peter King saying that the Dolphins may have a trade partner with the Indianapolis Colts if Josh Rosen or Baker Mayfield fall to number six. The Dolphins may have to give up a second round pick, probably a little more to go from 11 to six, but that is an interesting topic. However, all of us here on this show, myself, Houts, and Sutton, we are realists. When we say we are realists, we understand that, It's quite possible that all four of the top quarterbacks, Sam Darnold, who appears to be going to Cleveland after his tremendous pro day in the rain, and Jimmy Haslam, the Browns' owner, spotted talking to Darnold's parents in the stands. He's going to the Browns. Someone's going to the Jets at number three. The Bills are trying to trade up, but you figure Rosen, Allen, or Mayfield are probably going to the Jets, most likely Allen or Rosen. After that, the Browns pick again, and then you got the Broncos who are in the quarterback market as well. But we may see a lot of teams trading up to get into that top five to get their hands on a quarterback. But let's say all those quarterbacks are gone by the time the Dolphins get on the clock. And let's say they don't want to trade away their assets, their draft picks to move up in the draft to get one of these quarterbacks. Well, then who was a draft? And the Dolphins have tried unsuccessfully over the past several years to get a solid linebacker who can be on that field and be a solidifying force in that lineup years ago. If you remember Ryan Shazier, who was on the road to recovery showed up to the draft in an aqua suit. The dolphins were going to draft him that night. His father, a team passer for the dolphins at that time. And the dolphins were set the Steelers. However, of course the Steelers with their linebackers traded up in front of Miami and drafted him. Dolphins tried to trade for Kiko Alonso. Kiko, He has his critics. He has his supporters. We don't know what goes on in the schemes and who he's trying to cover for, but he hasn't been terrible. He hasn't been great either. He's been okay. Of course, they drafted Raekwon McMillan last year in the second round from Ohio State, and uh, very first play, special teams, he tears his ACL. So the Dolphins have not had very good luck at the linebacker position. But this year's draft, they have a chance to change all of that because there are three good linebackers. Who they can realistically take in the first round. Two, very much at number 11. One, they could probably trade down a few picks and still get their man. And that is Roquan Smith, Tremaine Edmonds, and Leighton Vanderesh. And we're going to talk about all three. And the two most popular ones, obviously, Roquan Smith and Tremaine Edmonds. Sutton Edmonds from Virginia Tech, 19 years old, young, powerful. A little raw. What have you seen on Edmonds
1: based on your studies? Well, first of all, nineteen years old—you don't see uh, these young six-five-two-fifty, just incredible specimens come into the draft all that often. So you just look at the guy, and you—and you and you'll even see room for growth, even from a six-five-two-fifty standpoint. So he's got a great frame, and he's got great range. The name might sound familiar to some old farts like us because his daddy, uh, Farrell Edmonds, was drafted in the 1988 draft in the third round by us. Uh, He was a tight end out of the University of Maryland. And Tremaine's brother, uh, Trey, was an undrafted free agent for the Saints this past year. And he played alongside his brother, Terrell, uh, at Virginia Tech. So there's the family pedigree there. So you just you got to like the football character there. just, And we can just infer it because of how many Edmonds players play football. It's got to be something that's really important to them. So I think you have to like him from that standpoint too, that he's got to have great football character and he's got to love football. But when you look at his tape, and one of the games that I was lucky enough to watch live, I don't get a chance to watch too much college football during the season. But one game that I did get to catch was when he played, Ironically enough, the U and had eight tackles in a sack and it looked like he was just all over the field. And he is I think he is the the one niche in our linebacking unit that's really lacking right now, because you can make a case for both playing Kiko or Rayquan McMillan at middle linebacker it seems like to me that Kiko is more of a two down run stuffing type of a linebacker now. And that to me is a middle linebacker, but we have this young guy that we just drafted who, uh, and I'll I'll talk about some Ohio state linebackers later, but he was a phenomenal Ohio state linebacker, Raquan McMillan. And we might want him to be uh, starting at middle linebacker and being that the the quarterback of that defense for us and and growing into that role. And I really thought he was one of those players that would develop into a captain very, very quickly as he did at Ohio state, which is kind of a rare thing to do. Uh, But back to Tremaine Edmonds, the guy, he has great uh, sense of pass coverage. And the one word that I'll use to describe him is range. And that is the one thing I think our linebacking unit is lacking is a will linebacker. So will, of course, I mean the, the weak side linebacker, he is able to cover sideline to sideline and cover running backs and tight ends coming out uh, and, and pass routes. And he has shown all the ability to do all those things. He has awareness in zone as well. I think the one weakness is uh, he's more of a, he, he reacts more than he does anticipates, and I think he'll need to get better at that. At the NFL level, you can't get away with being reactive because that's basically what we saw Kiko Alonso do last year, and we saw the downfalls of that. Um, so he's going to have to improve in that sense, uh, but I don't think it's impossible um, to overcome that because, again, he's 19 years old. He's going to be under the tutelage of professional coaches, that are hopefully going to squeeze every drop of talent uh, that this guy has. Uh, But you just don't see too many 6'5", 250 linebackers with range, with speed, with high football character uh, come along too often with the family pedigree that they have. Snatch them up if you can. So, House,
0: when you hear the talk about Tremaine Edmonds, who many believe the Raiders have their eyes on, and ironically enough, the Raiders are picking right before the Dolphins at number 10, obviously, if the Dolphins stay at 11. The next best guy, or some say he is the best guy in the draft, is Roquan Smith. Me, personally, I'm a fan of Roquan. I love Roquan. A little undersized, but for me, here's the thing, and I said this a few months ago when I was watching tape back in December or January, whatever it was. I said, elite talent finds a way to make elite plays. And Roquan Smith is elite talent. Who cares if he's a little undersized? If he has the passion, if he has the dedication, if he's ready to go and make an impact, he's going to do what it takes to make it happen. Before I steal more of your thunder, let me just also add this caveat in there. As of this moment, or as of actually a few days ago, what I've told, what I've been told, is that the Dolphins prefer Edmonds to Roquan. I don't know how much. I don't know if it's a smoke screen, but that's what I'm hearing out of Davey right now. But how I know you've watched a lot of tape on Roquan Smith. You've done film study. You are the Roquan Smith guru. What have you seen from our boy Roquan?
1: Yeah,
3: first, let me just quick touch on the linebacking core. I mean, we've all said it. Kiko had a great first season here in Miami. Didn't quite do the same thing that we expected last year. And Rayquan McMillan, I mean, what a stud the Dolphins drafted. We had all had high hopes for him. He already earned the starting spot in the middle of the defense. And then he got hurt on special teams, which is a huge blow to this team. I think it set the Dolphins back. And that was just the start of a downward spiral for this team after Tannehill and then Rayquan McMillan. Uh, I love what Sutton said about Edmonds. You, you You can't fault a guy. He's 19 years old. I mean, the sky's the limit for him. The potential's there. Rangey big linebacker. I've heard, heard comparisons to Brian Erlacher, whether or not that anyone can ever fill those shoes. But I mean, if the Dolphins end up with Tremaine Edmonds, they're getting a great player and they got to be happy for that. But in my opinion, Roquan Smith, linebacker out of Georgia, he's the best linebacker in this year's draft. He's six foot one, 236 pounds. You mentioned a little bit undersized, but today's NFL, I mean, these linebackers can do it all. And Roquan Smith is that guy, sideline to sideline excellent coverage I don't know if there's a better coverage linebacker in this year's draft so I mean that's something Miami struggled in for for the last decade is having linebackers who can cover tight ends who can cover the middle of the field and and man their station and Roquan Smith I mean he doesn't take any of those false steps you see what Tremaine Edmonds could become I I think that's where Roquan Smith is right now and maybe he's not as young uh, maybe he's not that flashy name that some people tend to hear right now but I think Roquan Smith is the best backer in this class. I've, I've watched some tape over the last few days on him. And, I mean, he, he gets to the quarterback. He stays in his lane. I mean, he, he can do it all. He's great against the run, finds a way to hit those holes and, and make those tackles, and then he drops back in coverage. Like, no linebacker I've seen in Miami for quite some time, and, and we know how important that is with the division Miami plays in. So uh, the biggest thing for me is believing whether or not he's going to last to 11 because – I think some teams are going to go after him and whether or not teams believe Edmonds is their guy, like you said, with Oakland and, and some of those other teams, maybe San Francisco with Reuben Foster being out. But I think Roquan Smith might still be the first linebacker taken, despite what you see in Tremaine Edmonds. And rightfully so. For me, if he comes in there, Kiko, Raquan McMillan, Roquan Smith. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Kiko wasn't great last year, but even Kiko playing average and, and being the run stopper that he is. I mean, that's one of the best linebacking cores in the NFL, in my opinion. So uh, Miami struggled against the run. They struggled in coverage against the tight ends and covering the middle of the field. There's no better way to get better than to get Roquan Smith. And I know Matt Burke was at the the pro day today. There was video out there, Bill Belichick, you know, doing snaps there. I think Roquan Smith even knocked the, the dude holding the bag on his ass. Uh, but then you saw Matt Burke there in the corner of the screen. He was chatting up with. Todd Bowles and I mean this is a guy that I believe Miami has interest in I don't know if the Tremaine Edmonds rumors are true I, I know Matt's got sources and and who knows it could be a smoke like most things this time of the year but at the end of the day if the Dolphins can can land Roquan Smith which again it's a huge question mark there if he falls to 11 because I don't think there's 10 better players uh, ahead of him in this draft so for me if, if he's there at 11 if it comes down to him or Edmonds in my opinion I'm going Roquan Smith but you, it wouldn't hurt to have either of those players in Miami.
0: And an, another guy that is flying completely under the radar, at least to the media, because Roquan and Tremaine are obviously dominating the conversation right now. But Leighton Vanderesh from Boise State, a redshirt junior, 6'4, 240 pounds. His comps are fantastic. He was. Ranked number one in run-stop percentage by Pro Football Focus out of all draft-eligible linebackers this year. Now, there are some weaknesses on Van Der Esch, and I'll cover those first before going into his strengths. But this past year was his first year starting, a full-time starter. He had done spot duty the two years before that. And sometimes he can get out of position in the run game trying to run around blocks rather than taking them on. But again, ironically, he is a very good run defender, but you'll get those weaknesses here and there during the course of a play. Vander is very instinctive, which we know Adam Gase loves, and Matt Burke does too. They, they said it multiple times in their press conferences, they want guys who have great football instincts. And every draft analyst basically will tell you the same thing about Vander Esch. He has amazing instincts. Where he gets in trouble is he is not as athletic as Tremaine Edmonds and Roquan Smith. And that's where he runs into trouble a little bit. He can make the plays. His coverage, his uh, pass defense coverage is great. The Dolphins need that very bad. But his lack of elite athleticism is, is likely the reason why he's not one of the top two linebackers on the board. However, if he is drafted, he's most likely to become an instant starter. Many are projecting him to be drafted in the first round, probably middle to late, so if the Dolphins miss out on Roquan and Tremaine and want a linebacker, they can trade down a few spots and still probably get their guy. He plays with strength, power, and explosiveness. Great change of direction and good body control. Which we know sometimes lacks with Kiko Alonso, in terms of running up towards the line of scrimmage and not being able to turn around quickly enough to get back into coverage. One of Vanderesh's biggest strengths, besides being a solid all-around player, is he is a very effective blitzer. He has good awareness, and he hardly ever takes a bad angle to the play. He is the definition of a textbook linebacker. You know what you're going to get with Van Der Esch. You know what he's going to do. And he knows what he's going to do. When you look at what the Dolphins did this offseason with their wide receiver core, getting Ian Mandola and Albert Wilson in there, smart football players who know what they're doing all the time. And that's really what Adam Gase wants. Now, when you compare him to Edmonds and Smith, that's where you start getting into a little trouble. For me... I mean, you can't pass up on Edmonds and Smith to go Vanderesh, but Vanderesh is one hell of a consolation prize if you don't get those two. The good thing about Vanderesh is he can either play in the middle or, like Sutton said, we need a will on the Miami Dolphins. He can play that too. And he can play a 3 4, the inside linebacker position. It's going to be interesting to see where he ends up and if he ends up in the right defensive scheme, but. You know, for a comp, I don't want to compare him to someone like J.J. Watt because there are two different positions. But J.J. Watt is a guy, and I'm not saying he's as explosive as J.J. Watt because he's not. What I'm saying is J.J. Watt does things by the book. Doesn't do a lot of freelancing. Everyone knows what they're going to get when J.J. Watt steps on the field. You know what you're going to get when Leighton Van Der Esch steps on the field. And for me, I think that is appealing to the Miami Dolphins because that's ultimately what they want to get on their team. Now, if the Dolphins don't get any of these guys in round one, or they decide, let's go get a quarterback in round one or a defensive tackle, or let's say Derwin James falls to them and they decide to go that route. There are other linebackers in the draft that Dolphins could possibly have their eyes on. And Sutton, for you, you mentioned Jerome Baker and Dante Booker in our previous chats. So why don't you just touch on those guys for a few minutes?
1: Absolutely. And just for everyone listening, you know, the the sexy talk about the draft is in the first round, but we all know that a lot of things can happen on day two and day three of the draft, very important things. So it's important to look beyond some of the top names because as Houts and, and, MC money has said earlier in the show, there's so much misinformation and smoke screens out there that we could be so far off. Even what position they're looking at, uh, going at 11. So it's not necessarily linebacker here. We happen to have a, this is probably one of the stronger needs that the dolphins have. So it's sensible, um, to think that this would be the, the route that we go. But again, we don't know. So they could go any direction. Um, But again, I'm operating under the assumption with the linebacker group that our pass coverage is the weakness, which I think that is a evident fact uh, to anybody that watched this uh, linebacker unit last year. So I'm looking at two Ohio State guys, guys that I know well, guys that I've watched uh, day in and day out, and it's Dante Booker and Jerome Baker. Dante Booker offers a little bit more size. And, but he has a little bit more of a checkered medical history. He had a pretty major knee injury in 2016 then had a concussion last year. Probably a little bit more athletic and a little bit uh, more of a NFL linebacker in terms of size and speed. But uh, Jerome Baker, he's one of those guys that just finds a way to make plays. He's a little bit on the smaller side. He's like 6'1", 220. He's got excellent speed, but he doesn't really offer anything in terms of uh, shedding blocks and being a consistent uh, run stuffer. But uh, we're looking for a niche linebacker there. Uh, We're looking for some nickel linebacker snaps, and I think that was a big weakness for us last year. We didn't have a very good nickel unit, and thinking about how many times NFL teams go to three and four wide receiver formations, we need to have a better nickel unit. Uh, so even to get some day two, day three guys like uh, Dante, Dante Booker or Jerome Baker, if we can get those type of guys even to get uh, just a few snaps a game and to, to get their speed and athleticism out there, they can, they can cover running backs. They can cover tight ends. They did both very well. At the college level, I think their athleticism translates to the NFL. It's going to be a matter of, for Booker, can he stay healthy? And for Baker, can he put on a little weight and still maintain his athleticism?
0: For you, Sutton, if you're looking to draft either one of those guys, what rounds are you looking at?
1: I'm thinking you're looking at day three, guys. Uh, So you're going to be looking maybe – maybe starting to look late fourth, early fifth for these guys.
0: And do you think with that late round of a pick, they can come in and be an instant starter alongside McMillan and Kiko?
1: No, I don't. And I I don't think that's what we'd be looking for here. I think it would be lucky and fortunate. And obviously I would welcome it if it did, did happen that way. But I think what's going to happen is it's going to take, probably a year of seasoning for these guys. But I do think that they can contribute some snaps as rookies, especially in special teams. I could see both those guys. uh, And I know most of you probably just threw up in your mouth talking about Ohio State linebacker playing special teams. But I think both those guys could do it pretty well. They're both very athletic, could uh, be really solid contributors in that sense. So, And and we've seen this uh, career path carved out for a lot of young NFL players is to get your feet into special teams and to become a known commodity there. And then from there, you know, earn that roster spot, be able to serve as depth, and then uh, take those windows of opportunity to show the coaches that you can play consistently at a high level.
0: So for me, Sutton, and I'm going to jump to house now, but for me, I need someone who's going to start right away. I'm not confident. And anyone on the current roster that could jump into the linebacker spot and be a starter alongside Kiko and Raekwon, we saw what happened last year when trying to spot Phil and Kiko trying to overcompensate for everything else. So, it's you tell me why your boy Sky Moore would be able to come in and start right away and be an impact player for the Dolphins.
3: Yeah, great points there by Sutton. Uh, another Ohio State linebacker I just want to throw out there, Chris Worley. He's talented. He's a guy that I think like those other ones that Sutton mentioned would come in, could have a role in special teams and kind of work their way into the starting lineup. But for me, Sky Moore, I think he's a complete all-around linebacker. I think he's going to be taken somewhere in that third to fourth round, in, in my opinion. But I think he has all the traits and intangibles that you need in a, in a linebacker. I mean, I think he can play all the positions. He's good against the run, but in terrific against the pass. Uh, I know that pro football focus, they rated him their second highest-rated Linebacker in coverage last year, right behind Roquan Smith. So I mean that's huge there. And and again, that's what Miami needs. You need a guy that can come in there that can cover the the tight ends, they can cover the underneath routes and and just be a playmaker. I think that's what Sky Moore is. He's a little bit undersized, like we talked about with some of these linebackers, but in today's NFL, that's what you need. You need a guy that's, you know, quick, fast, but can still make those big hits and and make the sure tackles. And I think that's what Sky Moore can do. Uh if Miami doesn't get a Roquan Smith, a Tremaine Edmonds, or even a Van Der Esch, I mean, those are the guys you look at. And I think he has all the intangibles to be a complete player. I think he could come in there right away and start opposite of Kiko Alonzo and Rayquan McMillan. And I think he has all the traits. So for me, Sky Moore, I mean, that's one of those mid-round picks that I think could come in there and, and be the starter that Miami needs.
0: So we talked about Sky Moore. We talked about Jerome Baker and Dante Booker as possible fallback options for the Dolphins. And I'm going to bring out one guy who is a tremendous story. And by now you probably know that I'm talking about Shaquem Griffin from the University of Central Florida. This dude is an absolute animal. One hand, isn't even invited to the combine, gets a late invite to the combine, shows up, and just absolutely crushes it. Runs a 4.38 in the 40-yard dash, the top time out of all linebackers, by the way. He throws up a tremendous amount of bench press reps, 20 of them, with one hand. Obviously, a prosthetic hand on the other hand, but one, basically one real hand, 20 reps, and he came in thinking he'd only do five or six. 117-inch broad jump. When you compare that to other linebackers, you look at the bench press and Griffin ranks right there with the rest of them. This guy is a dude that is not going to be stopped. He was also a top performer in the broad jump. Shaquem Griffin, for all that he has gone through after having a rare prenatal disease where he lost his left hand, he was named American Athletic Conference Defensive Player of the Year in his first year as a starting outside linebacker in 2016. Again, in 2017, he was a first team all conference choice. Dude had 74 tackles, 13 and a half for a loss, a team high seven sacks, one interception, three pass breaks, and two forced fumbles with one hand. Now, the funny thing about UCF. University of Central Florida, is they saw how great of a prospect he was. So what they did is they signed his brother Shaquille Griffin and got him to get to UCF so they can get Shaquem. And Shaquem came. Shaquem conquered. He possesses great athletic ability, a smart player who processes the game plan and executes. Again, another great trait that Adam Gase loves. So he may be a choice for Miami if they don't get one of their top linebackers. When he goes to hit people, he looks to punish them. He does not let anything go and throws all his energy out there in every single play. If he comes to Miami, he's going to be in the outside linebacker position. That's where he is best. So McMillan would stay in the middle or they move Kiko back to the middle. Where he excelled his first year, and they move McMillan and Griffin on the outside. Great burst when edge rushing, accelerates very quickly off the snap. Remember, he posted 18 and a half sacks over two years as an outside rusher and blitzer. Weaknesses? Yes, everyone has weaknesses. From NFL.com, his contact balance is below average when challenged by power. He has trouble disengaging from blocks, which is obviously a concern, and probably part of that is due the fact that he has one hand. Since he only has one hand, he has little margin for error in everything he does. He had a great combine, like I said at the top of the introduction here for Shaquem. And many people were saying, oh, this is going to push him up to the second round to the third round. He's projected by many to be in the fifth and sixth round. I don't think a combine performance should push you all the way up to the top there going from round five and six to round two or three. I think that's a little unrealistic to think. Just because he did great in underwear. But the thing is this. With Shaquem. You can say he's going to get drafted in the fifth round. Or the fourth round probably. Probably the fourth round. Maybe the third if a team reaches on him. And you look at fourth round players. And you say well they're really not starters right away. But the thing about This guy is ever since he was able to, he has proved every single person wrong. He strives off proving people wrong. He strives off shaking off all the doubters. And there is no doubt in my mind that whatever team he ends up on, he is going to do the exact same. He's going to work his butt off to make sure that he proves everybody wrong. And if he becomes a Miami Dolphin, I'm going to be proud to have him on my team. Now, Sutton, when you look, before we wrap up the show here, when you look at all the linebackers we talked about, and let's start with the top tier Roquan, Tremaine, and Vanderesh. Out of those guys, let's say all three are on the board at the same time. Who are you picking?
1: Well, I'll narrow it down to Smith and Edmonds right from the get-go. I think they both offer something. Uh, you made some great points about Van Resch's game. I just happen to think that what he would bring is not necessarily the niche that we're looking for at linebacker. I, My heart and heart, I, I think Roquan is probably a better overall linebacker, uh, but I'm going with the... Uh, specialization of what Tremaine Edmonds brings. And that is pass coverage. And he brings that in spades, uh, his comp for me really. And it's uh, a pretty recent comp is Zach Cunningham, who, uh, out of Vanderbilt, a tall, lanky guy that had range and speed. And Zach Cunningham had a pretty good year for the, for the Houston Texans last year, I believe is who he played for. And, uh, I would expect Tremaine Edmonds to be able to step in and make his mark fairly quickly.
0: For me, I'm going to go with Roquan. I'm not going to go with Tremaine Edmonds for the simple fact that Tremaine, I think, is a little raw to be picked that high and to expect him to come in and produce at a high level right away. The thing about Tremaine is he reacts more than he plays with instinct. And I, I feel like you cannot get away with that in the NFL. He's a very tall player, too. And you don't see many tall linebackers in the NFL. He needs to develop a little bit. He is raw, especially when it comes down to stopping the run and rushing the passer. Definitely a lot of upside. Very high ceiling. But I also feel that he has a very low floor as well just because he is so raw. When you give a guy to me like Roquan Smith, I feel that someone who plays with instincts and someone who reacts very well And yes, undersized a little bit, okay. But someone who is going to play his heart out every single play, that's the kind of guy that I want. Uh, Someone who is very productive. He is a three-down linebacker. And someone who's going to be able to jump right into the middle spot or the outside spot. But the biggest thing is his versatility, where he can play all three positions if he absolutely needs to. Any further thoughts from you side on that?
1: No, it seems like I'm going to be outnumbered here, but um, I'm going to stick with my guns here and, and say that uh, Tremaine Edmonds would be a better investment for the Dolphins. Yes, I, I think he is raw. That doesn't mean that he won't be able to come in and produce the way we want him to. That doesn't mean that he'd be even in every down linebacker because we see how many times two linebackers are on the field. But I think eventually, long term, when you see Tremaine Edmonds at his plateau, his ceiling, I think it's going to be higher than than Roquan's.
0: All right, we'll have to agree to disagree there. Now let's move on to the middle tier that we all talked about. Jerome Baker, Dante Booker, Sky Moore, and Shaquem Griffin. For you, you talked about Baker and Booker, but you heard Houts and I talk about Moore and Griffin. For you, let's say they don't get any of those three. Who are you taking there?
1: Now, if we're looking at that late fourth, early fifth, like I thought uh, my high estate guys are going, I'm going to go ahead and draft Shaquem, oh, sorry, Shaquem Griffin. And there's, for the very reason that you said, I can't doubt this guy. And, I think he's going to shatter any barriers that are on him in the NFL. He'll do whatever he has to do. He'll play special teams. But I think he uh, would be an excellent fit for us. And I think he would be a great addition to the locker room. For all accountants accountants and purposes, from what I've heard, um, this dude just eats and breathes football we need those kind of guys uh, from a leadership standpoint. And I don't know if you guys saw the story today and we don't really know if it's Jarvis Landry or Mike Pouncey, but there is something that came out that said that the, some of the leadership wasn't well received because it just seemed like they were yelling at players the whole time. So I think we're, we're leaning towards more of a, let's work by example, not with uh, yelling and loud noises. So hopefully this uh, work by example sort of thing will work to Shaheem's Griffin and we'll get him in the fold here in Davy,
0: For me, all, all those guys that we talked about are decent players. Obviously, none are going to come in right away and, and make a huge impact, although you really want to see that happen. When you look at Sky Moore, Jerome Baker, Shaquem Griffin, and Dante Booker, the thing about Jerome Baker is he is small. He's not overly in- instinctive. And for me, I needed every down linebacker that's going to come in and start. Dante Booker, above average size, but he has a injury rap sheet already. 2016, missed all but one game with a knee injury that still needs to be checked out. Had a concussion in 2017. He needs to bulk up so he can go up against NFL linemen. Sky Moore, I think that may be who I'm leaning towards. He's quick, fast, and athletic. Very good in coverage. Good zone player. Which Dolphins like to mix up from time to time. Good at eluding bo- blocks. He doesn't have much room to grow as, as a person in terms of size. He struggles to take on and shed blocks, much like Shaquem Griffin. And he can't play at or near the line of scrimmage. So when you're talking about stopping the run on important downs, he may need to come off the field. But he is a hybrid linebacker, which the Dolphins, very much like Matt Burke, talked about at his season-ending press conference, the need to get a hybrid linebacker in there. He plays best in space. But again, he's not an every-down player, so that makes me flip my switch right now internally to Shaquem Griffin. Now, there are other players, too, that we did not touch on, such as Rashawn Evans from Alabama. Darius Leonard from South Carolina State, Christian Sam from Arizona State, Dorian O'Daniel from Clemson, Micah Kaiser from Virginia, Malik Jefferson from Texas, who many thought would be one of the top linebackers coming into this draft. But for this purpose here, we're talking about these guys and what we would do with these guys. So like you, son, and I hate to agree with you here, but I'm also going to go with Shaquem Griffin for the only Real reason of that he is going to come in with a huge chip on his shoulder and he is going to try his absolute best not to let anyone get in his way and stop him. Your
1: thoughts? Yeah, I say no question. I wholeheartedly agree with you. You can't – you just – how, how can you see him failing? I just I just don't see it happening. The The, the story seems written on the wall already. Now, I'm not saying the guy is going to be a Hall of Famer, All-Pro, or whatever, but I think he can be a, at least an average starting linebacker in the NFL.
0: Now, how it's – we've been talking about, as you've heard, Jerome Baker, Dante Booker, Sky Moore, and Shaquem Griffin. Let's say the Dolphins don't get Roquan Smith, Tremaine Emmons, and Leighton Vander Esch. Who are you picking out of that group of players that we talked about here on FinSider Radio? Man, if, if they don't
3: land them, uh, I'm probably going with the Sky Moore that I discussed earlier. I mean, I think he can come and he can start. I think he's the perfect complement to what this team needs. I have no doubt that Raekwon McMillan can cover. Uh, we've seen that Kiko Alonso struggles with that, but both are great against the run. I think Sky Moore is all-around linebacker. He has similar traits to those guys that – you may take in the first round. I don't think in any world that he's the same type of talent. I think some of those guys are going to be hall of famers, maybe even pro bowl players. And I mean, at the end of the day, if, if the dolphins can get any of those three in the first round, they'd be a hell of a get. But if they don't get them, like you mentioned, I'm going with sky Moore. I think all the guys that we named would be great. Shaquem Griffin. I mean, the story's incredible. What he showed at the combine. I know he ran fast as hell. He showed that he could play, could make all the right moves. He he could catch a football, which I know some people question. He had more reps on the, he had more reps than freaking Orlando Brown, one of the, the top offensive line prospects. So I mean, I think Shaquem Griffin, he's going to have a hell of an NFL career. I think he's going to have his back against the wall and he's going to continue to fight. So, I mean, if you can't get Sky more, I think Shaquem Griffin, he, he's the next guy there for me. And at the end of the day, any of those guys would be improvements to what Miami currently has, in my opinion.
0: Now, its I told Sutton that I'm going Roquan Smith. Sutton told me he's going Tremaine Edmonds. For you, if all those all three guys are on the board, Smith, Edmonds, and Van Der Esch, pick number 11, who are you taking if you're the Dolphins?
3: Yeah, it's interesting you asked that. I I don't know if you guys follow Rob Prophet breaking down film on on Twitter. He's a g- good guy. He came out earlier today and said he talked to someone who mentioned what happens if Tremaine Edmonds, you know, continues to grow and he ends up turning into like a defensive end or, or some guy that can play in the middle of the defensive line because you know he just keeps getting bigger and, and yeah. stronger. And, that, and that's a good question. But at the end of the day, for me, Roquan Smith, he's everything that you kind of hope Tremaine Edmonds turns into. I, I think Edmonds is a hell of a talent. I think he's Definitely to be considered there at 11, a is one of the top 15 players in this year's draft. But to me, Roquan Smith's a perfect all-around player, sideline to sideline, incredible in coverage, just as good against the run, doesn't take any missteps, bad angles. I mean, he's they I think I saw the watching one of the NFL network specials. They said it everywhere he goes, he's been a leader in the locker room. He turned around that Georgia program. I, I think they say he did it in the high school that he went to. So for me, at the end of the day, the Dolphins, they want football players in there. They want guys that are, are Put the team before themselves and I think that's what Roquan Smith is. So before you even look at his on the field, he's the perfect guy off the field. And then you have the talent that he is, hell of a player in coverage, does everything that you could ever ask for. So for me, I'm going Roquan Smith. I think currently he's the player that is most realistic to me he's for the Dolphins and the player that I want to see his name called most at there at pick eleven.
0: All right. So Son, you are in fact outnumbered there. hows and I go in Roquan Smith. Sutton going Tremaine Edmonds there. And of course, like I said, Leighton Van Der Esch, one hell of a consolation prize if the Dolphins do want to go linebacker in that first round. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for us here on Finside Radio this week. And we covered the linebacker crew. Obviously, we can't cover every single linebacker in the draft. We can only cover the ones that we personally like and think that the Dolphins may be interested in. Next week, we're going to take a look at the defensive tackles and talk about how Some of them can possibly replace and Sue, Or can the Dolphins use what they have and move on from defensive tackle in the upcoming NFL draft? We'll discuss all of that and more next week on Inside Radio. But we thank you for joining us this week. For so- and the Creepy Soccer Dad and Health MD, I am MC Money. Thank you for listening, Miami and we'll talk to Darwin, you next time.
2: the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl because we're the Miami Dolphins. My-
1: Switch to Sprint Unlimited Basic, featuring TV from Hulu and 500 megabytes of mobile hotspot. Plus, for a limited time, get five lines for only $120 per month. Hurry to a Sprint store or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Offer
2: NZ at 1618 after 131-2020. Pay $32 per month per line for five lines without a pay. One Hulu limited commercial plan for eligible Sprint account. MHS reduced to 3G speeds after 500 megabytes per month. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees and roaming. Requires new lines. Subject to credit. and 3 activation fee video streams up to 480p. Speed maximums. Use rules and restrictions apply. Now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up a bottle of Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale for $7.99. Plus, earn double O-Rewards points. Help your engine run smoother and last longer with Seafoam Motor Treatment. On sale now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. o oh, 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 oreilly Auto Parts.
0: Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. Support for Pivot comes from Polestar. At Polestar, every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made. They're made to transform auto performance, accelerating from 0 to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive they're made to elevate the driving experience with led headlights
2: and a panoramic glass roof and they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the
0: planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems the result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow pure performance pure
2: design polestar design yours and book a test drive today at
3: polestar.com